Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles of the rich and uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash, but the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Malshine, and we are figuring out who is going to be the next CEO. That's right. Succession is over and we know the answer. So I guess. Yeah, right. We have figured we have figured it out. I.e. We watched. <laughs> yeah, I did not plan that intro. It I, I just <laughs> I was free balling it. I was that's why we're it. the CEOs of Space Trash Empire Space, Radio, the co-CEOs a la yeah. Roman and Kendall. So exactly. this is. This is going to be spoiler, 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 spoiler alert. All the spoilers are happening. Turn it off. Well, just turn it down so we still get the play credit. Yeah. But yeah, don't listen if you don't want it to be spoiled. I mean, we, yeah, so duh. But thanks, for, but thanks for having it on the background, like low volume, just to, for the thank you so much, team. Yeah, for what great leaders we are. For the analytics so that yeah. Gojo will like us. <laughs> so we're going to talk through the ending and then we're going to talk about the astrology of all the people. What we uh, think the- they are. Obviously, these are fictional characters. And we did get some birthdays throughout the four seasons, but they never really like log because it's all just in beautiful locations. We never know like what time of year it actually is unless it's like Christmas. Yeah. So this is a this is a, our hypothesis on what we think each character represents astrologically. Yeah. And with shows, you can't go by the birthdays that the writers write for them because they don't know. They're not not astrologers. They don't know. Yeah. So, okay. Sarah, what did you think of the finale? Um, I, well, okay. I have two separate answers. I loved how it ended. I thought the episode itself was a bit of a bore. Like it might've been one of my least favorite episodes of the season of the series, but I was satisfied with the ending. And it is sort of while I was watching it, it was it ended up being what I predicted. I I kind of the thing about succession is like it's kind of always a little bit not boring, but it's talky. It's talky. There's you no know? action as much as yeah. it's just like, if like, you know, it, it, I'm trying to think of a different world than play. Cause I want to say it plays more like a play, Yes, but that it is, is it. It, 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 it is like a play more than it, it is a TV show. It would literally work as a, a radio play. Like yes. you literally, like they use no cinematic language whatsoever. There's no real, like the only visual trademark of it is the shaky handheld camera work. There are a few shots in the final episode that, definitely hearkened back to earlier shots but like it's kind of I like to think that it's a joke among the writers that the show is so talky and so not visually 
guided that that's why they're always sending them on vacation because like <laughs> if you were in like in film school we've both been to film school your your professor would send this back and they like this script and they would be like there's nothing visual happening this is not cinema this is not television you know so i right. think they're kind of like it's a little a little bit of a wink and a nod to the viewer and to like the writing industry to be like yeah, yeah, yeah. We know nothing visual is happening. So let's send them to Capri. Let's send them to right. St. Bart's, you know, let's send them to castles. So it's kind of funny. Cause it's like, it's almost like real housewives where they're just arguing on vacation all the time. Right. Like, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. This is like just the real, the real housewives of the corporate world. Of yeah. New York scripted. But that's, that's the thing. It is so talky. And like, even Nick and I, I mean, we, uh, oh, I'm in a hell of my own making. We're trying to maybe sell our apartment. So things are very bad. And we're basic, <laughs> our, our cycles, our succession cycles have decoupled. We've consciously decoupled our succession watching because Smart. I was like, I'm sorry, I have to podcast about it today. So Nick was like walking around doing stuff while I was watching it. And he was like, oh, I don't want it to get ruined. And I was like, it's nothing you hear could ruin it because right right that's so, so true you know what i mean like it's so yeah. the alliances flip so quickly and the show is so talky and they're just talking about business you like you're you could walk by in the absolute like okay so i think the climax of the episode and literally made me gasp several times I mean, it was cool. I love the way they write it because there was a mini climax with Greg and Tom fighting in the bathroom. Yeah. And then you see why those guys are actually going to end up on top and the Roy siblings are not because the Roy siblings have their fight in a boardroom with everyone watching. And that's why no one takes any of them serious enough to be the fucking CEO. But Tom gets to be it. But like him and Greg fighting in the bath in this fancy bathroom was like the most perfect metaphor for who they are in the show, who they are in the world. They have to just fight in the bathroom. Yes, it's a fancy bathroom, but they're slapping the shit out of each other. But they still get they still get where they want to be because they're smart enough to hide it because they're not the Roy siblings who were born so rich. But so, yeah, I thought that the climax of the show was that fight in the conference room. Definitely. Oh, it was it was jaw dropping. And yeah. I agree. I think that the writing of the show, like just whether it's a radio play or we are hearing them in Capri, I think the writing is excellent i think the characters are right, so right, right. real and so we would not ever formed. be so bold as to shade the writers right and it really doing. is shakespearean in mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and a lot of you know brian cox famously was he even i think wrote a book on his experience playing king lear and um you know what's interesting do you know that jesse armstrong and a lot of the guys who were on the writer the writing and production staff were also the guys who did peep show back in the day the comedy no that's funny. comedy and drama. There's a thin line between comedy and drama, folks. Oh, yeah. I mean, this has been one of the only shows that makes me laugh. And I feel I laugh out loud. I laugh out loud. Yeah. Yeah. It's like The Sopranos because The Sopranos, like yeah. David Chase always said, actually, I just thought it was a comedy and everyone took it right. so seriously. But, right. but yeah, I think like, that to me, I knew that Kendall was had no shot during the scene in the mother's kitchen because it was so connected. like. Most comedies end with a happy ending. This isn't most comedies. It is a dark comedy. So it was going to end tragically in whatever way, or, or at least, I mean, the whole thing in a way is a tragedy because there's no character that you like, like, but like, I knew that when we were seeing them all crown, uh, crown candle, the King with the gross drink and how close they all were, you got the sort of 
the reminders that they were kids together and that they are just these three kids and they actually are in whatever way wishful to be a team and connected I was like there's no way that this is gonna have like just a happy ending like that like all the kids are just okay we crown you Kendall we're we're at a united front it's like no fucking way there's way too much more of the episode left right and I loved how so okay the thing because they're all fighting all the time the three siblings and everyone else they're all switching allegiances all the time everything is always changing so as we're gearing up for the final showdown where they're in the boardroom where, where they're in the meeting, taking the votes, I'm like, what could possibly take this fight that they're about to probably have and amp it up to a level that we haven't seen before? And I should have known there were hints everywhere. Earlier in the episode, Shiv says, I'm not Lady Macbeth. She literally references yeah. Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Second of all, which who notoriously uh, convinced her husband to kill the king so that she, her husband would be the king and she would have more sway. And then the other thing is like, it's the title of the show, Succession. The thing that ramps up that fight is when Roman brings up the next generation. Yep. And he's like, no, but Shiv is pregnant with the bloodline. He's like, no offense, but like your kids aren't the bloodline. I laughed out loud at that line when he's like, There's two, they're just two randoms. Because that has been like an unspoken truth the entire series where it's like oh those are his kids and like they have they have no real part in the show rava is constantly trying to protect them uh kendall is using them as like a just a thing to say the kids the kids but he couldn't care less about them yeah. as evidenced by the scene before before the funeral where he's like i'm laying down in front of this car before it's like the kids feel unsafe bro like but he has no care about them actually whatsoever shiv does have the only successor the only next generation roy in the works right so that's when you're like oh my god that's why shiv would turn on a dime she knows that she's not going to be the fucking ceo ever if it goes to kendall and she's not going to be the ceo if it goes to mattson but if tom is going to be the ceo then she actually is securing like a legacy for her kid absolutely and for herself and because that means that she gets to have whatever power she chooses tom is her patsy like tom will lay down and do whatever anybody in a position above him says that's like what that whole meeting beforehand too when mattson and tom have that meeting and mattson's like i'm gonna fuck your wife you really are gonna have no power you're just gonna be the front guy who absorbs the pain and tom's like yeah great (laughs) yeah i also love i mean you saw like you saw from the beginning that Tom was the character most like Logan, even though he yeah. is not as creative or dynamic as Logan. He is more of, and we can start getting into the astrology, maybe a Virgo, maybe a Capricorn. He's, he's I had not- him as Virgo. I had Tom as the most blatantly Virgo character. Servile. He- when she says to him on the yeah. balcony, you're just servile. It's like, yeah, but he's a Virgo. Maybe Cancer Moon. He's a Virgo. He will clean up other people's messes for them just to get a seat at the table. And like, that's not what Logan Roy was like, but he's got this Midwest upbringing that they're always lording over him and throwing back in his face. Roman calls him a dry cleaner at one point, but it's like, no, he's got the humble beginnings that makes him actually able to strategize in a smart way. That's why he's fighting in the bathroom and not the boardroom with glass walls. He's not walking through the Hertz rental car. He's fucking walking on the red (laughs) carpet. And then if he needs to do something weird, he's going to do it behind closed doors because 100 percent well and he's the only that one fuck you money exactly well and he's the only one that actually 
works. Like Logan worked. Tom worked. Tom, right. Tom's a normie. Tom worked his way into this scene in New York, into the bedroom of Shiv, into the like his moral code is based on his own job security. And that is what fuels all of his decisions. And so knowing that he's the only one that is actually even relatively qualified to take on the role of CEO, not only because it isn't really actually a powerful position, but also because he works. Nobody else works. The rest of them just go to dinners and lunches and and fight about who's going to work. Right. Because the funny thing about every workplace drama or comedy is like no one ever does any work. And this is one of the only ones where you actually can the people who are on the show not doing any work. You're like, yeah, it actually completely checks out that none of the Roy siblings are doing any work. In the early seasons, they kind of are. Kendall is sort of working with his dad and very clearly wants to take over the company. I think Roman was working in like social or something. He had like some bullshit and job. And Shiv was a political operative. So she had a real job. Right. So she had a real job. But I feel like part of what they, when she was talking about her political career, I think they sort of hint at the fact that part of her even having the career that she did was bullshit like because of who she was that's how she got in but then also that she didn't really believe anything so it's like she wants to appear to be on this higher moral ground than her brothers because she's like hypothetically a democrat and hypothetically working for the democrats but actually when it comes down to it it was she was just a role she was playing in a competitive way she was just competing with them i do think she does believe that even if it is just a way to differentiate herself like mm-hmm. because we even saw it in the presidential the episode, election yeah 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 but okay what do you think is Shiv's sign because I think that like it's really I I always rooted for her just because she's the only girl <laughs> and like yeah. they were they never took her seriously because of that even though there was really no reason why she shouldn't be taken as seriously as Kendall and I don't know. I feel like, but the, at the end, she, I think her speech at the dad's funeral was very telling because her saying he couldn't even fit a whole woman in his head. He didn't understand women. And now that she's pregnant, she's kind of understanding like, okay, I actually do have a new role in life. And yeah. even though I could be the person that has a 36 hour maternity leave, a la Cheryl Sandberg, like, this actually is giving me a new power as well because I'm still married to Tom. It's still his kid. If Tom is going to be getting anywhere in life, like I actually can force him to bring us along with him because of this, I guess. And and you wouldn't even have to force him whether Tom says it or not. Like Tom is very angry, rightfully so with her at the end of this season, but he really has never wavered on his commitment to her. He is not happy to be even in a divorce conversation with her. He wouldn't, he's taken so much shit. And he also doesn't know in a lot of ways, she actually has had his back over the course of the four seasons more than he knows. I think their relationship has also been such a central focus of the show this season. And it's like, of course they were going to take it all the way down for them to then sort of tragically end up together. But like, if they were going to get divorced, they would already have been divorced. They're rich enough to just get divorced. They were saying Shiv is, is smart in the way that she knows that because she's a woman, 
her father and her brothers have a just a different idea of where where she belongs and what she's good for and so she does play that card like she plays her marriage card as a strategy the whole time and keeping tom there and keeping their relationship on the table even when it's not has been her number one business play the entire time. I thought it was interesting that they had that conversation earlier in the show where she's like, get the sense. She's sort of sincere. Like, do you want to have a real relationship? Which whatever that means to them, who knows, but you, I don't know. I re I started rewatching from the first season, just out of curiosity um, a few weeks ago. And I don't know, Ramsey and I got in a huge debate over this last night and he was very upset that Kendall didn't win, blah, blah, blah. But like, I, I thought that even from the beginning, even though she was a total asshole and obviously has like, too much trauma to love she i i get the sense that she and tom did their marriage wasn't always bullshit i think she panicked after the wedding and said oh by the way i'm not monogamous and that was the beginning of the end but i think that i don't know i i got the sense that first season that they did have love in whatever way they were able to as total fucking narcissists Yeah. And I also think that he is lording this pregnancy over her. Like he has realized this is a bargaining chip for him and that she's now vulnerable. Like you saw him being nasty to her since she told him about the pregnancy in a way that you have never seen him be toward her. Well, he was beforehand, at least not outwardly. The meanest thing he said was, and actually maybe you should not be somebody who is a mother or something like he says in like a weird way, but he says that before she knows that she's pregnant. See, to me, it's interesting because Caroline, their mother was featured in the second half of this season more than she usually is. And I feel like that was also going on in Shiv's mind where she was kind of selling herself to Matson, like, you know, like 48 hour maternity break. And then I'm back. I think there's also a tape running in her mind. Like, wow, am I really just going to be my mother who just abandons my child too like i don't know i think this i think she really did she really did win if talk about who won succession she won it's a tragic ending in a way but by by proxy by marriage she won out of the siblings yeah definitely why do you think she believed matson at all that he would make her ceo he never really was that like concrete on it and there's no guarantee ever when you're doing stuff like that that that's what he's actually gonna do like she just she seems so smart and so cunning but she always has blind spots like she always has just whether it's false confidence or whether it's like she just any no one else would have done that like no one else would have been like oh my god i'm gonna be the ceo i can't believe it after like two tepid conversations like what is that what is that in her chart? Also, let let me read some of the um some of the suggestions we got because we asked we asked the crowd. My two favorite ones: Casey, friend of the pod, my sister Casey Bunker, <laughs> sister of the pod, yeah, sister of the pod, and Alyssa. So Casey said Scorpio thinks she's sneaky, but she's not. I think, I think, I think Scorpios do have a little more follow through. Like they do. She she never gets a harebrained scheme to work ever. You could argue that her harebrained scheme to marry Tom worked, but that wasn't what she was after. It wasn't her number. It was an accident. That's a happy accident. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she always manages to pull herself along by her shoelaces Mm -hmm. rather than pulling herself up by her bootstraps. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just made up a new cliche. (laughs) But do you know what I mean? Like she's always got. She's always got a plan cooking and then it fails and she figures it out. But like her, her, 
plan A never goes through. And Alyssa, who is very big, um, astrological, you know, what do I say? Um, student of the stars. Yeah. Student of the stars. Join the Patreon, Alyssa. Not a fanatic. What is the enthusiast? Jesus enthusiast. She's enthusiastic about it. I just say ice cream. So I'm probably in Hell shock. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. She said, Sagittarius queen, this babe changes her mind and alliances on a damn dime. I could see her being a Sagittarius because she definitely likes to party. Sagittarians. They're definitely out for themselves. They're out for themselves, but they, they're bigger. Like if she was a Sag, she would have been more in the headlines. Let's just say like Sagittarians are big showmen in whatever way. And she is sort of a behind the scenes uh, player. I mean, to me, I think Sag, not Sag to me, I think Shiv, even the name Shiv like that she's a stat like isn't that like a knife a shiv yeah yeah so that's so not a coincidence to me she's clearly an Aquarius she's calculating always thinking about the bigger picture doesn't give a fuck about people's feelings super um intellectual but not quite personal doesn't give a fuck about the like humanity like she cares about large-scale power she doesn't care about people yeah but she Again, I think if she was an Aquarius, her dastardly schemes would go through more often. But it did. I mean, the thing is, is that none of these characters, the only character whose quote unquote scheme schemes went well, the only characters are Tom and Greg, but their scheme wasn't much of a scheme other than to literally just like get on the track, like Tom's scheme was to marry Shiv, but other than that, he just literally kissed ass. He was the ultimate psychophant, like just literally did everything he needed to do in order to always be the guy because he wasn't afraid to work. I feel like that scene at the funeral where I think that it all changed. I think Madsen was considering Shiv, but why did I think she believed it? Because I thought that she thought that she was number one, actually trading something of value to him. And I thought that she knew, which is true, that he wanted to fuck her. Mm, I don't think she was thinking about that. Oh my God, I definitely do. I think she was playing her when she's in there with him, like doing blow and having glasses of whiskey while pregnant. Like, no, she was flirting with, they were flirting. And that scene where he comes onto her airplane, she knows what she's doing. But I don't think she has any interest in actually like doing that. I think she definitely does and will. But either way, I think that she, as an Aquarius, like she's selfish, she's cold. And ultimately, all she really wants is to end up, like, on top. I don't think she's an Aquarius. I think she is a – I don't know what I think she is. I have to I have to come back to that. I have to okay, come we'll back come, to we'll that. Okay, we'll put a pin and shift. Put a yeah. pin and shift. Okay, how about Logan, Roy? I think if anyone's an Aquarius, it's him. No way. He's way too expressive. I had him as I had if anybody I said Leo or Sag for sure. Yeah, Leo, not Sag, because I don't think I think. OK, I, I agree. If Siv, if Shiv was a Sagittarius heiress, she would have been a Paris Hilton type of person. Yeah. But yeah, I don't but I don't see Sagittarius is not they're not motivated really by like money and work. They're kind of just like trying to have adventures. Mm-hmm. And I agree, like if she was a Sagittarius, she would have been off doing her own thing. She would have stayed in the political right. on her own. But right. that's why I think Logan's Leo, clearly a Leo. Definitely a Leo. 
screaming at people, fuck off, his emotions, his drive. I mean, the fact is he did create this whole empire out of nothing. Yeah. Like they and that and at the funeral when Ewan gives his speech, you really get a sense of like, wow, this is a genuinely wounded child. You can see the beginning of his narcissistic personality disorder starting to form from childhood on the boat and that whole harrowing tale. And then it's like, no, he did everything he could to serve his own to serve his own pleasures, to build his own empire and expresses himself, expresses himself, expresses himself and loud frequent, and proud. He frequently made bad decisions and mismanaged and had yeah. fires to put out all throughout his empire. Yeah. Like it was very, yeah. yeah, he's a Leo. There's no, there's no, right. I think he's got Aquarius in there though, because I think he, you know, managing all of those different types of companies um, I mean, I could see him being like an Aquarius rising where he really is just kind of leading as this cold, detached innovator. But then, right. yeah, that would put his son in the seventh house being like in relationships. I am the king for to all of you. And his dying project was living plus trying to play God and oh make people God, live I together. Know. Come on, Aquarius. Yeah, yeah. OK, so that's a, that's deep. But I would say, yeah, he could be Aquarius rising. Uh, Leo son, Leo son, uh, Casey thinks he's an Aries. I would agree. He's probably got some Aries in there because maybe Aries moon. Yeah, I could totally see that. I could totally see that. Um, Mm -hmm. okay. Kendall. So why do you think before we get into his stuff, Mm -hmm. um, why do you think the siblings were so against him being the CEO when it, when push came to shove? Because they're all so damaged from their childhood. Like, I feel like the CEO position to Kendall was what he felt was his birthright. And that he's, I think he's telling the truth when he's like, my dad told me at seven. Like, I think Kendall was obviously the most appropriate of the, he was the only one that was appropriate and working for it his whole life. Yeah. And he had a few really big moments in the most recent episodes where he showed real leadership. And you were like, Okay, this is not L to the OG anymore. Yeah. The Living Plus, um, L to the OG. You know, like the Living Plus presentation was so good. The, um, the, the, the speech he gave, the eulogy at the funeral was so good. He was really looking good as a CEO. But sorry, continue what you were going to say. Well, no, but you're right. And that's where, that's what Randy's argument was that this is all about like fucked up family dynamic. I mean, it is like in the end, and he's like, the fact is this was Kendall's and Shiv shivved him. Shiv fucked him in the end. Mm -hmm. But why? Because, because I think that they saw the succession because it was a choice as a connection to whatever there was of their father's love. And I think they were just competitive siblings who just couldn't let they couldn't let the other one have anything good that they didn't also have. Like, I think just being, being competitive with each other was just a part of their nature that they could not, that they could not shake. I also think when it comes to Shiv, well, actually no, two things. I think, I think both of them actually also didn't want Kendall to be CEO for two different reasons. I think that Roman didn't want Kendall to be CEO because ultimately like as the other boy, Roman felt a lot of sort of pressure and, you know, he he felt in comparison, he was such a loser if his brother CEO and he's just like the loaf. But I think Roman, you see him at the bar at the end, he's the happiest actually to be out. Yeah. Like, I think he knows that if Kendall was CEO, that he would in some way have to keep this facade going that he did want to be a part of the company. The first episode, he's literally like, I don't think corporate life's for me, man. But Kendall would have kept him in the fold and he would have felt that he had to for, you know, to keep up the appearance. 
I think Shiv didn't trust Kendall as far as she could throw him. And she knew that if he became CEO, even when she's saying you wouldn't do a good job, that's not what she means. What she means is you wouldn't protect me. You haven't protected me. You wouldn't protect me. You didn't even make me the the triad CEO when it was the two of you. I think she knew that she could be pushed out the minute that he's in a bad mood. He wouldn't protect her. And she knew that. And actually, when it came down to it, Tom not only would protect her because he does love her, but he would protect her because she's the father of his child now. Mother of his child. Yeah, I think mother of his child. I, I think it was so great when Roman actually was the wisest one of all in that that climactic scene of them fighting in the boardroom yeah. saying over and over again, hey, we're bullshit. It's nothing. We are nothing. Like he gets it. Like you said, he, he's like, we are three fail sons, two fail sons and right. a fail daughter. Our dad yeah. was a great man. We are not that. Like they even showed his face when Kendall said at, at the, the eulogy, which was amazing. And then he's like, and I just hope I have some of that in me. And Roman winced. And it's like, yeah, Kendall, that just took it just too far right. to take it to right. that one last like push. It was like, no, it's he, none of that is in you. Like you're just a shitty right. little rich boy. But yeah, they couldn't give it to Kendall because ultimately they're all narcissists just happy to fight with each other. Yeah. What I loved about that is he was, um, Roman was stating the theme of the show and the whole yeah. point of the show, which is like, yep. this is America. You don't get to just be a fail son. Like you are going to get beat out by the nobody from the Midwest with the Ellis Island last name, Wamsgans. Right. But like, right. This is the, it's the American dream. It will always win. And Literally. that's what I love about like, if I could get a doctorate in something, it would probably be American studies because I just love the way the American dream permeates so much like film, TV, movies, yes. like, or novels. Like if, if this, well, it's if, like the ultimate hero's journey. Yeah. If succession was British, first of all, it wouldn't be. And it would be the crown, <laughs> right? It would literally be the crown. And like, it would be the, like, it would just be people driving themselves nuts, but it goes to the oldest son anyway. You know what I mean? Like, right. So that's what I love right. about. I, I love how Roman, he is seen as the fool and the mascot of the family and the goofball and the dumbass and the weird little sex pervert and the most emotional one. He's falling apart at the funeral. And in the end, he's the only one with any wisdom who actually understands the way that this is supposed to go. Well, and I think that part of what we saw in Roman, we had a few moments, like there were a few moments where we're like, maybe he is the most like his father. Like maybe he is the one that's just like, fire them fire them like I don't care what people think like but I, you get the sense that Roman actually was really listening to what his father was saying because I feel like right before he died I, I think like it was episode three of this season where right uh Logan says it flat out you are not serious people and that is the yeah. thesis of the show and that is where you know none of them are going to win it's why you it's why he hasn't named an heir and why he sort of dabbled with all of them but ultimately none of them are really good enough to succeed him in the end because they are not serious people and Logan is a serious person and actually Tom's a serious person yeah that's why like okay I know we just completely skipped Kendall but like you're saying Roman had that the verve that his dad had, he was able yeah. to work a room the way that Logan was. He was able to command yep. attention. I could see him also being a Leo or having a Leo North node or something like that, but not having the Aquarius at all because he does not no. see the bigger picture whatsoever. Like I think he's very emotional and he's also all show no go. So like I could see yeah. him also being a Leo and I could see him thinking that gave him a license, being the same sign as his dad meant mm. that he actually is supposed to, you know, because if anyone, if any of them knew astrology, maybe it would be him. Mm -hmm. I 
see to me, I had, I, I wrote my notes. I have him as a Gemini because of just the clear two, like one minute, he's like, I'm the big man. I'm ready to do this. I'm funny. I'm fast. I'm quippy. I'm cool. And then the other side, he like literally can't handle his emotions and he's totally lying to himself and other, I've pre-grieved. It was such a funny fucking plot point. This yeah. Pre saying that you pre-grieved is like so funny. And I, yeah, I thought Gemini just cause he's, he's sharp, he's fast, he's witty, but then there's this other side that comes out where you're like, Oh, but you're also the opposite like in it of yourself i could see that I, he's a leo gemini or a gemini leo and he is yeah. a little bit of a sociopath we've got some suggestions i mean they kind of all are yeah they are but he especially i mean he's the one who in the first episode um dangles a hundred dollar bill in front of that little kid's face and then won't give it to right. him like oh, yeah, i forgot he is the most outwardly mean like he he goes to the freaking you know it was like basically a proxy BLM protest and is right. screaming at them, calling them all morons. Like he is. Yeah. The- but that, I feel like that was because he wanted to be, he wanted them to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. But it, it is also because he looks down on them. Like he, he does think he's better than them. Like he, see, is- I think that he's, I think that that's where it's Gemini because I think on the one hand, he does look down on them on the other. He is, he is, has to keep telling himself that because he feels like such a broken loser who offers nothing inside. Yes. He's S and M. He is the S and the M. Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. He fully is. We've got a yeah. suggestion from the crowd. Casey says cancer because he has mommy and daddy issues. I had him as cancer. I had him as, as Gemini cancer. So he's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah without the capricorn without the Capricorn, i know yeah there's no capricorn in his chart but but he is like me in that way i mean yeah i thought he was gemini cancer because at the end of the day like he has this hard exterior but he is so soft he's so soft but he's and he is but see i would see him as a gemini sun cancer moon because his emotionality is so changeable and and up and down and moody but whereas his persona is very like up light i'm good i'm this i'm that yeah i think we've got i think gemini gemini cancer leo in some permutation that's roman roy okay so kendall what do you think about kendall so i also i have to say i saw from the i tried really hard not to look at social media all day and i saw one post that was like a picture of kendall looking sad and someone was like, wow, that that's finale. OMG. And I was like, I, he kills himself, doesn't he? Because I was thinking Mad Men because everyone thought that Don Draper was going to kill himself at the end of Mad Men. But I was also like, they're not going to end this series with two deaths, a series that had no deaths. Like, right. they're not going to do that. But I told you over text message when they were all signing the papers, I was like, if this was The Sopranos or mm-hmm. Yellowstone or breaking bad, we would have seen his body flying behind them and behind those floor to ceiling windows. Yeah. Because the last shot yeah. we saw of him before that, he was getting into an elevator. So you right. he's going up to the roof and he's going to jump. And like, but none of his siblings are, I think his siblings know that he's far too high on his own supply to ever actually commit. Mm. And like, yeah, no one runs after him and is like, you're okay. You're going to be okay. But like, yeah, that's what I was like, oh, my God, imagine if they just used visual storytelling for the first time in this show's history and had him go behind them like uh, fucking Kirsten Johnston in Sex and the City. Right. Yeah. I mean, I felt like that's funny. I forgot. That's a great reference. (laughs) That was a great 
arc. And they, they kind of, yeah, they kind of make you think he's going to do it again when he's walking out and looking toward the river, which again, this is visual storytelling. So I have to sort of eat my words that I said in the beginning a little bit. Well, and with but. his father's bodyguard now just following him everywhere, you know, his protection. Like a ghost. So Shakespearean. So Shakespearean. And it's like, he all but died. I mean, that is the end of his life. Like, I think that this is going to be the thing that he, it, you know, past, past the finale. We can imagine that he is just a shell of a man for the rest of his life, maybe gets a, a disease and dies fairly young. Like, this is the loss of his life. He will never recover. And he is a, a dead person just still living. You know what was really also, just to circle back to um the the part where his wife is taking the kids away at his on the day of his father's funeral i actually sided with kendall on that i kind of was like really? first of all nowhere is going to be safer for these kids than a funeral where all of the like like the president elect is there like nothing's happening at this funeral well but you know no but, I mean? but that's not true no that's not i think that actually is not true i think they that was the point of the kendall scene partially that like if you just walk out the doors, there are riots in you the mean streets. Roman? But I mean, Roman, when Roman walked out the door, there are literally riots. And yeah, but they, was they had a, the street. They were crowding their house. But they had a police detail all around where the funeral was. Like, I, I just I think it's so much safer to be in the crowd with all the VIPs than it is to be off alone upstate. And I just think that the wife was the ex-wife was kind of trying to just be like, Look, you haven't been a father this whole time. You're not gonna. We're not gonna pretend you're a father now. Yeah. But just for me, yeah. as a Capricorn, you know me. I think Megan should have gone to the coronation. I think they should have had those kids front center. Secure your legacy. Secure the bag. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I, get the kids there. I think the point of that, from a storytelling perspective, was just to see the beginning of the end of Kendall, where he like has officially lost it all, and like he's he's going to lose it all and it was like the perfect character arc because you're like okay but in the end it was all for this and then it's like no it was all for nothing and you've lost everything and you could see him justifying it to himself because his dad would have done the same thing right and there was so much of that I felt like it's like whenever there were these moments of humanity in the characters then there was that that sort of heady because the looks in their eyes were the acting superb they you could just see them all going what would my dad have done? And they, and he would have just, he would have done the most selfish asshole thing. Yeah. And they did. Okay. So what do you think? But okay. So what do we think? I, I got, I, think, I thought I saw Kendall as sort of an Aries. Like he believes he, like him just continuing to say that he's the first son when he's not is so funny. It's so funny. Him feeling like he, even if he has no experience and no idea what he's doing and like is totally unqualified, he feels that he is the rightful heir and that he is the most qualified. And I thought his ability, like he, he clearly does have good leadership skills. He does command the stage, but yeah, his plans are also not very well thought through. He ultimately is really selfish. And I think that's why Shiv doesn't trust him in the end, because he would turn on her in a second. Yeah. He turned on their he dad. Her. He's been he turned, right. Right. He's been the biggest Benedict Arnold this whole time. I think that he is now this is going to be a real, a real deep cut. I think his south note is in Aquarius because he thinks he's godlike. He thinks mm -hmm. he has it all zipped up. He thinks he knows all the cogs that are turning, but he consistently has the rug ripped from under him. So, like, what would his north node be is if his south node was Aquarius? Opposite Leo. So Leo north node. So, like, I mean, I could see them all being north node Leos 
South Node Aquarius, because the other thing too is a South Node Aquarius is coming from like they're all South Node Aquarius is coming from a detached system place, whereas they all are struggling with like they're all emotional, but they all don't have good relationships with their emotions. And they all would do better in life as a dodo figurehead. They would all be better as a a model slash DJ. Do you know what I mean? Yep. All three of (laughs) those, those Roy kids. So I could, which is why ultimately, like, I do think that that's where we saw genuine relief from Roman in the end. Yeah. Because it's like he felt that he got his comeuppance. He met, he deserved to get the shit beat out of him. He was happy to be out of the corporate world. And he now, you get the sense like, all right, he's in the bar having a martini. He's going to be the playboy, the, the bullshit Nepo playboy of his dreams. And that is enough for it's him. It's perfect for him. So we have, we do have some interesting uh, suggestions from the crowd on Kendall. Hmm. I really like both of these. From Elissa, he has to be water, probably cancer because he's one sensitive MFer. I also had him, I had him as an Aries sun cancer moon. What are the water signs again? Cancer, Pisces, Scorpio. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I I have a I have a hard time with him because he is so he's very diplomatic. I could see him having some Libra because he actually is doing a good job toward the end, like smoothing things over with people and glad handing mm-hmm. and looking like he's in control. Like I think he's got some of that Libra diploma diploma. And he does bring people together while actually like he does like appear to be, but I don't know. That's where the the Libra Aries axis is so interesting because it's like all of that we work that he's doing ultimately is me work yeah. it's just to secure himself so you know but maybe i mean yeah i think he I, to me he's definitely an airy son could have an but a, a side note if he was a libra libras aren't as they're they're intellectually emotional but they're not as like he is specifically emo (laughs) like he's a sensitive dude yeah but he also doesn't give a shit about his kids but also that could be because he's injured because they're not as real like they're not really his right they're not well and also because he is himself a wounded kid and he's impotent obviously i mean right they cast someone with those sloping shoulders on purpose i'm sure wait sloping shoulders means impotence i think so I mean, I oh my just, god! I don't, I, what a t- now that's a deep cut hot take. I made it up, but yeah, I can't take a man. <laughs> I love with, it. I can't take a man with Kendall Roy's shoulders. Seriously, uh, uh-uh. uh. I mean, I I could see him being a Pisces moon only in that he is a bit delusional and can sort of justify like 
the amount that he tells us that he's a loving father and you're like what right and Sarah I do it for the kids everything's for the kids it's like nothing's been for the kids no he's and he's an addict and a victim perpetually right he's a Pisces. okay he's so got I think, Pisces I think I think Aries son Pisces moon for Kendall I don't think he's an Aries son I I think he's a Pisces and I think he is Libra like he doesn't fight for anything for real ever like Everything is just him equivocating and thinking what is going to be the be- next best thing for me. He believes in nothing. We believe in nothing, Lebowski. He believes in nothing. <laughs> and then- <laughs> Both Shiv and Kendall could never have been the American CEOs under Matson is because for whatever reason, they both actually thought that they had like ideas, like they had ideas right. for the company. At least Roman knew like, nah, like we're just the boss's kids and he was more real about that yeah roman knew he was an enforcer if anything right like he's gonna go blow he's gonna go rhetorically blow someone's kneecaps off but like yes it it ends there yes like he knew a hundred percent yeah but i think that i think that that kendall's idea that he really like had ideas for the to me aries sun pisces moon makes sense because like he's creative he has these visions but then it's also just like you don't know what you're doing you don't know how to do it and you don't know you just sound like you know you don't know what and and he flip and flops just to serve his own ego it's like you're right you are not like you are not actually thinking you're right you're right the unearned confidence is very aries aries unearned confidence i think aries pisces libra is is the vibe for kendall yeah, I could see him being a Libra rising. I could see him being a Libra rising for sure. Yeah, our other suggestion, though, is, um, well, one of our other suggestions, we got so many, we can't even read them all. Thank you guys so much. Is Taurus dictator. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a thinker. We didn't even think about that. We didn't even think about Taurus being dictators. We never do. We never do. They're, I mean, okay, I I can see this, but I also really like our Aries, Pisces, Libra thing. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think he's a Taurus. I could see Caroline being more of that Taurus dictator because ultimately she took a payout instead of her kids and literally just cares about her own comfort and is an asshole, but like just cares about her luxury life and Who really nothing the else. Fuck is Caroline? Oh, is the, the, their mom? Their mom. Their mom. She is so funny. Oh my god, she needs a spinoff. She's hilarious. She's great. I I love her line when they were in the kitchen. Like, oh, I see you're all just bonding over what a bad mother, something to bond over other than what a bad mother I am. Like. It's like, oh my god, yeah. she she was such a fully formed character, even though she was a side character. She was so fully all the characters formed. were so fully formed. I mean, it was beautiful work, beautiful yeah. writing, beautiful acting, like all around. This will go down in history as one of the greatest teleplays of all time, for sure. Here's who I think is a Taurus, um, Connor. I think Connor's a Pisces Sun Taurus Moon. Okay, Connor. I don't know why I I have a real soft spot for him. He's just so depressing. He's like a little sad doggy. The softest. Yeah. Yeah. How could you not have a soft spot for him? He's soft boy. I think he's got Taurus because he does not want to work. He's just doing his vanity presidential run, and he thinks that like I I can I love your like yeah the writing is just so good because you can imagine these characters in scenarios that they don't even depict on the show like. I, you know, that Connor has justified to himself. He said, you know what? I'll let my younger siblings fight over the Waystar Royco empire because I'm the one who's most like dad. Cause I'm blazing my own trail. And it's like, right. but also bro, you're not blazing your own trail. You're blazing the trail that your dad's mo- money lets you blaze, but still like definitely think that. I agree completely. I also think what's interesting about Connor is number one, he's the only one of the siblings that did not grow up with 
Logan, which mm. on some level you could say was why he was such a wounded puppy. Cause he's like, at least you guys got to grow up with him. But on the other hand, it's why he isn't a monster like they are because he actually lucked out in not being damaged in the way that Logan damaged the other three. He is softer. He is sweeter. The other three kids couldn't think less or care less about, like, I thought, I thought, Connor's sensitivity was one of the shining stars, one of the highlights of this show. I thought Pisces son, because he is just so soft and delusional. But then at the end of the day, Taurus moon, I mean, I thought it was such an interesting scene where he just decided to outright buy his father's home because it was sort of like, okay, I'm using my money to secure the nest that I never had. Mm -hmm. Like, like he wasn't close, but then in the end, I sort of had said a few weeks ago, I think just to you, but like, could Connor ultimately like, quote unquote, win succession? And in a way, when they have the all the kids going through Connor's like estate sale or whatever, and they see that they show that video of like the after hours hangout. And the only one of the siblings that's there enjoying his father and playing with his father as a fellow just adult is Connor. I know. Connor's the only one that got to actually spend time with Logan as a person. He actually does care about, yeah, about that. I think he's got Sagittarius in his big three as well because he mm. is jolly and I think he is trying to blaze his own trail as stupid as his presidential run may have been. Like, I think he's got Taurus, Sagittarius, and I don't know what else. I think Pisces, Sun, Sag, Rising. Because Sag Rising too, I mean, he also, like... I believe he was living in New Mexico at the beginning. Like he does sort hippie. of have a more adventure and he wants to go, he wants to go to like Istanbul. He wants to go, he'll, he, you know, he's down to travel and explore and have adventures. Yeah. I think Sag Pisces also the thing about Sag and Pisces that they have in common is that they are aside from being Jupiterian there. It, it's just, it's all about beliefs and it's all about sort of spirituality. And yeah. I think that Connor does demonstrate at least a desire for the spiritual um, and an inclination for the spiritual way more than the other two. So yeah, my, my read for Connor would be Taurus moon, Pisces sun, sad rising. Right. He definitely went through a puka shell necklace, acoustic guitar. Case, yeah. You know, for sure. And like, yeah. and then and he went to therapy over not having a father growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the kind of guy where you're like, Oh my God, he's so soft and sensitive. And then you like, you like give him a chance and get alone in a room with him. And he starts saying like really weird racist shit or like elitist but bashing poor people. And you're like, Oh my God, but you're acting like a hippie. Like what? You know what I mean? That's why I think Pisces, because it's like, he is totally detached. Like, it's like, he's so sweet. He's so sensitive when he's being racist. It's different than when the others are, because you get the sense that Connor is truly like not on this planet yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Like he really means no harm. Whereas the other three literally specifically mean harm. I could see that. I could see that. Okay. Willa, you said Libra. We got another Elissa friend of the pod also thinks Libra. And we got a, like a, a lot of people said Libra. I think she's such a Libra. She's into aesthetics. She's going to redo the whole house. She ultimately chose money and this beautiful life over her technical passion, which is, I get it, guess is that she's a playwright, but I guess she's a horrible playwright, LOL. But like, I think she chose finances and aesthetics and she just really is sweet and can make things work. I, I, I think she's such a Libra. I think there's probably Pisces and Taurus in there as well. And that's why ultimately she and Connor actually sort of do match in that. Like, yeah, I mean, she not only does she believe that she's a good playwright when she's not 
Um, and she can kind of tell herself and convince herself of almost anything and really does just go with the flow. And she was a call but, girl in the beginning, remember? She was an escort. But she was a call girl. That is, that's, she has been the whole time. Even her marriage, I mean, he married an escort. Yeah. She, she took it all the way to the top. She's the best <laughs> call girl of all time. She's the LeBron. Yeah. She's the LeBron I, of call girls. Yeah. Okay. We can all agree. Libra Pisces, I think Taurus. Yeah. Libra Pisces Taurus because she wants the comfort. That's all she wants. Yep. And I loved yep. how in the last couple episodes, it was like, Oh my God, we've, we've turned a corner now that they're married. She's really standing by her man. Like she is like, she, she's helping him write the eulogy. She's helping him with his presidential shit. And then in the 11th hour, it's revealed. She's fighting for this this embassy uh, ambassadorship for him to go to Slovenia, and it's like, oh, but she's staying home for a lo- for a table read. It's like, okay, well, right. you're still that's that, but that's also that's very Libra though, because you have to remember the other the four horsemen of the cardinal signs, like hypothetically the four leadership signs. Although there's leadership in all signs, but you know, can't see. Cancer, Capricorn, Aries, Libra. Like she is doing Libra leadership. What? How? Why? My daughter's going to. Because it's like, I love Libras. I, because she is like making nice. She's making decisions based on beauty. She, she acts lovingly. She brings people together. She gets along with everyone. But in the end, she does have motives where she's like, oh, if I marry this person, that's how I will get to the thing that I actually want, which is enough safety and security to just be a bad playwright. Right. And also, I think it also has a lot to do with that thing you and I always talk about kind of more off mic where it's like so many people say they want to do something and the energy is they're putting in is not that thing. And it's like, like, I don't think, Willa, that you do really want to be a playwright that bad. I think it's your fun little side thing. And you're happy that it gets you away from Connor because he's so weird. But like, I think you kind of just want to be the lady of the penthouse. And that's fine. Yeah, I mean, if anybody won, it's it's possible. One might argue that Willa won. Willa did win. <laughs> Willa won succession. Willa and Tom, I uh, there was an interaction between Willa and Tom at one point, but and I can't remember what it was. Now I want to rewatch just so I can see it because they always struck me as so similar yet so different because they're both the interlopers, the working class background people, or maybe she's like middle, middle or lower middle class like coming into this family and kind of like trying to suss it out and figure it out. And like, you could kind of see them like circling each other in the background of scenes a little bit because like game recognized game, you know? Yep. Yep. Okay. Totally. Well, right. Absolutely. Game recognized game. And I think there was a shared, I think what's interesting about Tom and Willa, one could make people might disagree when I have a soft spot for Tom as well, but I feel like, they do their best to respect this family and this world that they're in, even though they really aren't a part of it, but they're, but they are respectful of it. And they both, and they want to be there. I would even, I would go so far as to say it, they, they go right past respectful into doormat territory. The things that the other members of the family say to the two of them, to their faces, just humiliating them in front of their partners and in front of everyone. And they just sit there and silently take it. Like they both have just made a complete deal with the devil, but it is also, that is like, that's why this whole show is such an allegory for the American dream. Because yeah, if you actually do, if you want to be Joe Kennedy, the bootlegger, 
you're going to have to cozy up to these disgusting old money people who are going to insult you to your right. face. And then your son is going to be JFK, you know? So like, right. That's right. who they are. They're the ones that are like, God, I have to hang out with these fucking people, but you know what? I'm going to have a kid who is like elite status. How about yep. Tom? Let's do Tom. I think Tom is, we kind of did at the beginning. I think he is obviously a Virgo, maybe a cancer moon, maybe Scorpio rising. I would say Scorpio rising, Virgo sun, cancer moon. Or double Virgo, but I think he is the quintessential Virgo in every single way. Yeah, that Virgos don't need Virgos are, I would say, arguably the most, the least egoic sign of the zodiac. That's interesting. I could see all the of workhorses that. there to serve, uh, efficient, helpful, and otherwise, like if they're not, if they're not fixing, serving working they're really not happy i can see capricorn and tom as well though because of the way that he's just like silently works his way up to the top like no one Except i don't know if a capricorn would be as down for being as low status even just despite his titles he was an extremely low status character even at the oh. end when he's ceo he's a low status character Sarah, i used to cover planning board meetings <laughs> because it got yeah, me but also but yeah but you got out of there exactly and now he's the ceo that's what we do we climb the mountain mm. we start at the mm. bottom and we figure out how to get higher and higher and higher i if i'm the in the thing is though I, I i don't thing... think he's that i think he cap if he, he's he is so emotional like i don't think capricorns are that emotional I think, we, I think we are and we're also we have a dark dark sense of humor which he absolutely that's true has true he, he is super capricorn i could see like Virgo sun, Capricorn rising. Mm. What was one of mm-hmm. the other ones you said? I think I think cancer just because he ultimately is like so sensitive. Yeah, he is sensitive. Like you can see the pain in his eyes a lot of the time. Yeah. He's talking to Shiv and like whenever things are happening, like, yeah, I think Virgo, Capricorn, Cancer. I agree. I mm-hmm. agree. And and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just have to say also with Capricorns, like like the the main thing that makes us die inside is being in a position that you can't rise from like being in a dead Mm -hmm. end you know what i mean Mm -hmm. right we have to keep climbing no matter what there's no next title on the board like we're dying inside so i think if if we were to pick up six months from now tom is actively ceo shiv has had her baby he he's um they're on vacation somewhere gorgeous He's dying inside because he's like, what the fuck do I do next? And the next Yeah, he move, just wants to work. He just wants to work. Yeah, like once you're CEO, the next move is you're you've got so much money, you need to start investing, you need to become an entrepreneur. That's where Capricorn is gonna kind of shrink a little bit because I think this chart, Capricorn Virgo Cancer, is not a creative person. This is not a person who's gonna go out on a limb. This is someone who kind of like he, he although was, i don't know i mean aside from the aside from the roman roy of it all that also is my chart i mean i'm a capricorn moon cancer sun virgo venus in the fourth house so like i know but you're a gemini I feel rising like, that adds so much verve to it that, totally oh totally yeah you know? yeah right right i guess that right the creative but but virgo is creative virgo is one might argue one of the most creative signs sure, virgos sure, can, sure. because virgos can make anything virgos can figure anything out they can make things with their hands they're kind of like craftsman like they're craftsmen. They're specifically craftsmen. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I think, I think Tom- Yeah, they're not inventors. They're not inventing what they're doing, but they yeah. are doing the work of, of the making of the things. Tom is going to miss his striving days for a little bit. And that's why I think he's mm. Capricorn. And like, he's going to mm. start to go a little nuts. Like he, if he's not like thinking of ways to stab people in the back, like he's going a little crazy. 
But but I think having right. Shiv as his commanding officer is going to help him in that regard a little bit because, like, in that relationship. But but also he's got all the power now in their relationship. Her dad is gone. She's got she's having his kid like. Well, but we know, though, that he has wanted a kid this. That's why when he said to her, maybe you shouldn't have a um, a child. That was such a mean thing for him to say, because the whole show he's been begging her to have his baby. He says in that fight, yeah. he's like, you won't even have my baby. Like, I think that if anything, it that his work is never over because life as a like, again, cancer Capricorn would make sense. And Virgo, because, yeah, ultimately, like he did just he did he did want to just be a dad, too. And I think he will always be climbing the ladder of making. I, and I, I I thought he I think he loves Shiv. I actually do. I think he's the only one that he's also they're all narcissists. But I think he. And it was a strategic marriage, but I also think he really wants and wanted that relationship to work. Also, I could see Capricorn because as as status oriented as Capricorn is, they also can. Capricorn is detached enough to take all of the abuse that Shiv threw at him. I don't know. I'm a Capricorn and I'm so emo. Well, you're a Taurus moon. You're a Capricorn sun and you're a Pisces rising. Capricorn sun in the 10th house. You are emo, but when it comes to business and professionalism, you're all business. Like, and you appear, but why are, why do people DM me? Like they know me and they, you're like, why does anyone DM me? It's like, because you actually appear to be a real professional, whether you are or not. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell anyone who doesn't listen that Molly's actually an emo weepy dictator. I am emo weeper. I really, really am. Final Spicy, person. Baby, embrace it. I know. Final person who we didn't even barely bring up. And I'm shocked because he's everyone's favorite character. And we do need to talk about it because I'm curious about your opinion about what he did this episode. Cousin Greg. Cousin Greg. So, okay. What he did this episode. Let me lower my voice so that Nick doesn't hear me. Yeah, yeah. He's, he shaved Shiv. He shaved Shiv. He shaved Shiv. He stabbed Shiv in the back by telling. And he also tr- and he also tried to Shiv Tom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. The clip that I just sent you while you were setting up this Zoom. Did you ever get yeah, it to yeah, watch yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Where there, it's in the first season. This was when I was still trying to figure out what the hell this show was. And I was like, this is yeah. was hilarious and so weird. They're at that weird, like, Bushwick, like, under the railroad tracks party um yeah and tom is talking to greg it's before they really become bros they're both kind of like the interlopers the outsiders still and and greg tells or tom tells greg dude i got a blowjob from a hooker and she fucking blew my load back in my mouth and greg is like what and tom just no tom wait did was it tom or greg that got the load in his mouth tom and Greg is like, what? And Tom keeps being like, yeah, man, it was so hot. It was so hot. And Greg is just like, what? And like, Tom keeps insisting that it was cool and hot. And you can tell that he's like, so fuck, funny. why did I tell him that? Now I'm trying to convince him that it was like a cool manly thing to do. And he's like, no, it's a thing, you know, it's, I forget what it's called, but it's, it is a thing. And, and Greg is just like, okay. And then when they're all leaving the party, like a couple scenes later, one by one, everyone comes up to Tom and is like, so Tom, I heard you swallowed your own load. And it's like, that was so early on and it was Greg yeah. telling everyone Tom's secret. So this has been Greg's MO since the beginning. So and and it works for him. It act he actually does get what he wants. So he's actually the only person. I think every character that I posted on my Instagram story and asked for feedback about people suggested Scorpio. This is the only person who I actually think 
has the follow through to merit the Scorpio title because he is like he will use anything against anyone and he gets away with it for greg the the three that pop up to me are like scorpio aries gemini like to me just the not the inability to just not run your mouth and like tell tell people secrets and and just talk about everything is so gemini his buffoonery his confidence i mean and his ability to sort of get shit on, but like just keep showing up and like playing the part. I don't know if it's Aries, but there is like it, it, it could be Aries, it could be Capricorn even. But it's like he does he he he. That's a huge scene where he gives up a quarter of a billion dollars to. He's like, hey Logan, I hope you got my back. But like he wants to work. I, he wants to be servile. He's got to have Virgo in there. I would say Virgo got to, over yeah. Aries because yeah, I think the Gemini covers the loose lips. And the Scorpio covers the machinations and the manipulation. And then, but he just is such a sycophant and a doormat. Like that's what he and Greg have in common. It's like the disgusting brothers, the disgusting brothers are Virgos. Like I will just say that. Like, and it's like, they're growing on. Cause like the one thing a Virgo would not want to be known as is disgusting unless they're doing it. Like that's the the piece where they're like, yeah, you know what? We're embracing like strategically and like, like we're embracing this and we're going to do it. We're going to do disgusting perfectly. So we agree. He is Virgo, Scorpio, Gemini. Could see it. Could see it. I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. I, yeah, I think we did a great job. I still have nothing for Shiv in my brain. I don't know why. Maybe I, I think just she's such an Aquarius. She's just so cold. She is so cold. She is so cold. So cold. So detached. And also, like, arguably progressive. I think I think she's, like, just super... I just think she's, like, quintessential Aquarius. Just all mental. Thinking about strategy. Thinking things through. Trying to win above all and get the power above all. Doesn't care about any individual whatsoever. Cares about her image. Cares about being connected to the right people. Will cheat on her husband. He To tell him the day of their wedding that she doesn't believe in monogamy is like, you bitch. That's some Aquarius shit. I feel like she's an Aquarius sun Capricorn moon. But she doesn't work though. She doesn't do any actual work. She doesn't really work her way up. She just gets plunked into this political power position. And then when she gets bored Mm. of that, she plunks herself into the C-suite of her dad's fucking corporation. So I don't know. True. I, I don't think she's Capricorn. I think she's got Leo because she does think she deserves to be a figurehead because she, and she's a redhead. Yeah. And, and actually redhead. fun fact, redheads, all redheads, Sarah Snook, redhead, actually a Leo. I think, yeah, maybe she's a Leo moon Aquarius son. And she's pregnant like me. All the, all the G's are pregnant right now. Me. It's really true. Viv, Rihanna, Lindsay Lohan. No, it's such a cool time to be pregnant. I know. And there's so many others, but okay. Yeah. Aquarius, Leo. You've always been on trend mall. Thank you. Thank you. First person ever to be pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) Of this group. Of this group. No one's ever done it before. (laughs) You're doing it so cool. Everyone's going to get pregnant after this. I know. I know. Oh my God. You called it. You called it. People are going to get pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. You heard it here first, folks. Pregnancy. Yeah. Aquarius Leo. Cause she also, I think she has that Leo glad handing that her dad has. Like she, she, even if she's not as good at it as Roman is, Roman is way better at making people think he's their friend, but like she thinks yeah. she's that, which is also a Leo trait, even if you're not good at it, just to be like, if anything, I could see her being a Scorpio rising in whatever way, because she does kind of just like change her costume based on who she's talking to, who she's with. And she does use sex and sexuality to advance her position or to get a lot of things. I mean, sex has been a big part of her character and using sex as a tool, which is very Scorpio. Yeah, that is really true. And she, and I think Scorpios tend to overcomplicate things. And I think she overcomplicates Mm -hmm. things. Like it would be really easy for her to just, I mean, for all of them. So, okay. I wanted to read some tweets that I had found that were really good just to be a fucking breathing BuzzFeed listicle. Here are the 12 best tweets about the succession finale. So wait, the one thing I'll say though for, for Scorpio, and I don't know if this is the same for Greg, but, but what I will say, the other thing about Scorpio is that her ability to, I mean, I guess it is Greg too, but like her ability to play both sides, like, like the fact that she was having all of these covert meetings with Lucas and really like she she had a double life there for a minute right and she had no and reason to i think throw that's roman very under- scorpio yeah that is that's very-, very scorpio you're right and she had no reason to throw roman under the bus she just did added him in for fun like i can mm-hmm. see why she would want to fuck kendall but like but I guess she was just mad at both of them because they decided to be co-CEOs, which was such a... 100%. She never let that go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't blame her because why? I Who would. Right, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Carrie O'Donnell tweeted. He he has a great uh, podcast, Sexy Unique Podcast. He wrote, they're still rich though, right? Me to myself at the end of that finale. That's the thing. Mm, the whole thing... Right. They all win. I know. The whole thing... The whole series kind of came across a little bit low stakes to me just because the unspoken thing that they never even verbalize is that they're all still going to be rich. And you kind of do feel like, what are these people even fighting for? I guess the thing, I guess that's why Connor is there because Connor is the one who realizes he's still going to be rich and he doesn't have to do this crazy, stupid infighting with his siblings and the rest of them. It's literally their own pathology from growing up in this crazy ass family. Right. They're all living out childhood trauma and trying to heal their childhood trauma in whatever way where Connor's like, who cares? I'm rich. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to heal my childhood trauma. KJ. Yoss- the other thing about Shiv real quick. The other thing about Shiv is that the way that she's using marriage, like the way that's very Scorpio, like to use her marriage as a tool or for that to be ultimately why she's safe. I think is very, I mean, it's definition Scorpio. It's that it's the, okay. Libra's marriage, but Scorpio is like, now you're married. And I also love how it wasn't her first. Uh, it wasn't her favorite plan. It was definitely plan D, you know, yep. to fall back on the marriage, but, but it was still in there as an option. She didn't divorce him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like she, she did give it a shot. She was like, I am going to try to girl boss this. And if I mm-hmm. can't, I'm just going to gatekeep it by being, yep married to the ceo mm-hmm. but yeah so, ceo by proxy yeah kj osman i don't know if she's a friend of the pot or not i can't remember if i ever had her on diva behavior but i did have her on 
Royally Us when I co-hosted Us Weekly's Royal Podcast. She is a correspondent at Variety. She wrote a very smart Twitter thread that I just wanted to read. She said, from the beginning, it was a piece of high literature, not just television, and that's how it ended. Not with a neat TV ending, but like the Shakespearean tragedy, it has always been. And she says, she was talking about their names, like Roman is just that, a follower or foot soldier like a Roman soldier and not the fratricidal Romulus his father wanted him to be. He is free now. Cause remember mm-hmm. Logan would always call him Romulus and it's like Romulus right. killed Remus. He's not Romulus. And he's not Romulus. yeah, he's not Romulus. He doesn't want to kill anyone. He's just Roman. He's just a little, little baby boy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. She was, she's a great follow. Lots of, lots of very smart thoughts. But yeah, it's like, and Shiv is Shiv. That's a great yeah. name. And I guess Kendall, all I can think is like Ken Doll, which is like he's just sort of there for as like the token son. Yeah. But I don't really I don't know what Kendall means. Yeah. And Connor, they always call him Con, like he's conning. Someone. Maybe Ken. Maybe Kendall, like Ken, like we think you can. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I'm Roy reaching. means king in French. It comes from Oh wow. It comes from Roi, you know wow oh cool yeah i didn't know that yeah so, huh. so he's a leo this is just more evidence such a leo yeah. yeah 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 but she also like kj said something else really smart uh they talk the show is about the resentment of self-made men towards their children who they hate for not having earned what they will inherit amen i totally agree on that similar topic if you could afford it would you let your kids ride in business class with you if you could afford business class for the whole family? Or would you make them sit in economy? I would let them ride in business. That's because you grew up rich. I mean, I didn't grow up like rich, rich, and we definitely flew economy as a family. But like, I just feel like you want, I w- if I had kids, I'd want to sit with them on the plane. See, I have this messed up Catholic thing of like, if you give them nice things, they will become spoiled assholes. Well, I mean, I mean, I will say this, like as a family, like my brother now only flies business class. Mm-hmm. We never flew business class in my life as a family. We we sat in the back of coach together. But if you guys did fly business class, your parents would have got it for you too. A thousand percent. No questions asked. Yeah. See, I don't know. I really have to think about it because I've become a real diva with my flights. I hunt and hunt and hunt and I get as many points as possible so that I can do always at least premium economy and once in a while I can get the odd business class seat but like if that means I'm gonna have to like also get business for my kids like what what am I I think as it was especially with them as a baby though it's like you want that extra space well you can bring them up into your seat with them until they're three for free so I'm obviously going to use that to my advantage for as long as I can yeah but then when they're like when they're little little what do you do? You don't throw them in the back. I think it depends on the length of the flight. Yeah, that too. I will tell you the most evil thing that I did witness on a flight one time. I was in premium economy. A woman next to me, um, I realized very soon into the flight, she was a nanny. The family that she was nannying for was in business. And as soon as the seatbelt sign was turned off, the mom came and gave her the baby. <gasps> is that evil what? see like I that's would, horrible i know like the mom is, what a jerk the mom is sitting in business and she gives the baby to the nanny who's in premium economy 
so like I would be more likely to put my nanny in business and my yeah you guys take the nice seats yeah give the nanny the nice seat give the nanny the nice seat actually that's a great that's the precedent to send your kids that is what I would do if I have yeah that is if I have kids that age like if my kids don't need the nanny to be if 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 my kids need the nanny to be right next to them they all get business because I'm not putting a person that is working for me in in economy or premium economy when I'm in business and Mm -hmm. but if the if the kids yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what ma- what made me ask you that. I'm so sorry. I think it's a wonderful question. I think we're t- thinking about parenting and and we're getting your child prepared for the world. These are the conversations to have. Ideally, I'll just get rich enough that I can get pr- business class for everyone the whole time. I think I think that's like I don't think I mean, I do think spoiled kids are like the bane of earth, but I think there are ways to do it like I don't think it's as much about like business class versus economy I think it's more about your child thinking that they're like better than other people or your child thinking that they don't have like like this show is such a good warning like yeah if you raise your children with unlimited wealth if you don't raise them to be self-actualized passionate people that are interested in creating like i think it's a creative issue it's like there are some nepo babies so to speak that have also done a lot with their lives and have done fabulous creative work jane fonda even lena dunham or i guess maddie healy yeah, but Lena's amazing. What Lena's done, whether you like her or hate her, like she took her resources and works. She works yeah, hard. She gets opportunities that she wouldn't have gotten if she wasn't art world adjacent. Sure, but don't we all, haven't we all? And she's ready with those scripts when she gets those opportunities a lot. None of the Roys would be ready with those scripts. Mm. <laughs> Someone else- I mean, it's neither here nor there. It's neither here nor there. I know. Someone else tweeted, I don't know why these children, I still don't know why these children want to work so badly, which I guess we were just talking about. Well, that's the whole thing, though. They don't want to work. That's why Logan couldn't actually give any of them the the go ahead to succeed him, because none of them want to work. Yeah, they just want power. They just want status. And he knew that. And you know what? This is the perfect thing to end on. That's why he told every single one of them that they were supposed to be the CEO. Oh, to try to, you think to try to get that, to see what they would actually do. To get them to, to quote Kim Kardashian, get off their fucking work. asses and work. He knew that if he, wow. if he put it in his, if he like left it open-ended enough, this would be the only way that he could ever get his kids to rise to the occasion. And they still failed. He said, none of you are serious people. They all failed. None of them were going to win. Yeah. So he's like, at least I had, I was able to torture them for a minute so that they could actually yep. see what it's like to actually need to earn your place in the world. Right. And you, you get the sense that he resents them and that he thinks that they are genuinely fucking idiots. Like he thinks yeah. that they are idiots and they are. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Well, you know what? I think this is a great place to end on. I think it was a wonderful season. Everybody should check it out and let us know what you think the Roy family and interlopers associated represent astrologically. Yeah, tell us. I love talking about TV together. 
It's my favorite. No, I love talking about TV. Yeah, mm. it's the best. It really is. And at least it, it has like a little bit of a more of respectable sheen than when we talk about celebrity gossip as much as I love that as well. At least when we do I this, love both. I love both. At least when we do this, we're, we're like, we can pretend we're doing criticism. Do you know what we're I mean? We're like, we went to film school. <laughs> Which we have to mention six times every time. <laughs> every time we, we have nothing to show for it other than these high level opinions about TV everyone's watching. But Shiv did end up Lady Macbeth. Yeah, she did. She literally did. She arguably did kill her father. And she now is the only one of them that is still involved with the company and has succeeded. I don't know what you said because I muted it because Nick is in the room and I didn't want to hear what you said. But oh, okay. okay. I could tell from your body language that it was spot on. Now you're going to have to listen to the pod, Ma. <laughs> I know. It's another it's, listen, another another analytic to the team. <laughs> we'll be getting acquired by Waystar Royco in no time. Okay. Good times. Going to miss this TV okay. show. Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash space trash podcast. Listen to my sketch comedy podcast, Meet the Junior Misses. I feature very heavily this week in a little sketch I invented called Karen I for the Canadian guy. Oh my God, fabulous. I I look forward to checking that out and we hope you all do too. Yeah, I parent trap it up. I play about four roles in that. (gasps) Oh, wow. Lilo and you have more in common than we originally thought. We're both redheads. We both love Coke. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> we both play multiple people in the same uh the same thingy and you're both praga yeah and you love christmas movies yes oh my god we're gonna be f- and we love mykonos and we love mykonos you guys are i can't wait to meet lilo and we're gonna hang out I, we also have that tri-state area bond yes she is like long island trash like us but we're she's long us. island she's just the other side yeah she's a, a rung a above. bridge and tunnel baby yeah. bridge and tunnel bridge and tunnel she's a rung above us i think it's fair to say mm-hmm. it definitely goes <laughs> Long Island, New Jersey, Staten Island. Come on. Don't get me started on that. I have had long debates arguing the demeriting. That That's what everybody thinks. That's what they want you to think. I don't know. I'm a Jersey stan. And in fact, I, you know, I, I love a Nyack. I love an Orangeburg. So I don't know. To me, the, the, the west of the Hudson is really where it's at, but I'm biased. I agree. I agree. Getting out to Long Island is a fucking faff. You have to go Nightmare. through the city. Who needs to do that? That's so annoying. And the traffic never lets up. Yeah, it's bad. Jersey, a breeze. Yeah. The amount of celebrities that live in New Jersey versus Long Island. I, I guess I don't really know who lives in Long Island, but I feel like everybody gets rich and moves to like Bergen County. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoopi Goldberg, Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. Tony Braxton, Colbert, Liz Montclair, John Stewart, John Stewart. He's from Red Bank. Mm. Yeah, Jersey's Jersey wins. Sorry, Wendy Williams. She's from Raspberry. She lives in Montclair. Kelly Ripa's from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jersey's where it, it actually is at. And you know what? Let let them all think Long Island is superior. Go there. We'll keep Jersey for the real ones. Yeah, agreed. What do they got? Alec Baldwin. <clears throat> I mean, so Long Island, though. So Long Island. That's like exactly what we're saying. Yeah. Great times. Okay. Love you. Bye. 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 Yeah. Everybody lives in New Jersey. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.